Well, May is officially over. I would say a pretty successful month for the Detroit Tigers until the last 48 hours of it. We're going to talk about May, what went right, what went wrong, then look ahead into June. Talk about the tough schedule and what the Tigers need to do to make June a successful one. And then we'll preview Reese Olsen's debut and the White Sox series all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, June 2nd, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Also, be sure to check out the Tigers home broadcast on the SiriusXM app. You can just search Detroit Tigers on the SiriusXM app and get the Tigers home broadcast for the White Sox games this weekend. Very, very cool. Okay. Well, we're back. Better than ever. What's up, everybody? Uh, so, uh, it's, it's well, today is the second day of June as you're listening to this. But as I'm recording this, it is the first day of June. So, uh, with that, we will be recapping May. Putting May. We, it's actually worked out weirdly well how uh, the first of, or either the last day or the first day of every month so far into the season has been an off day. So we can kind of do like a true like month to month recap and preview kind of a thing, which has worked out well. So we're going to do that again. We're going to take the first part of the show here uh, when I'm done rambling and talk about May, what went right, what went wrong, uh, the strides that they've taken in different areas. Then we're going to talk about June, the tough schedule, who they play, what they need to do, obviously how the injuries are going to affect them. And then at the end of the show, we will preview the Chicago White Sox series. We're playing them yet again, even, Joey, even though we just played them a week ago, uh, this time in Chicago with Reese Olsen making his Major League debut on Friday. We're going to talk a little bit about what to expect from Reese Olsen as well. So with the month of May came a lot, right? And it, it, it gave us strike zone domination for a solid two weeks which is awesome to see that in that short of amount of time that philosophy was implemented. And it's not a complete overhaul from last year's roster, but it's certainly a little bit different. And just seeing so many players have such good approaches at the plate repeatedly over and over. It's not a fluke. It's happening again and again and again. Seeing a solid, the, the, the Tigers ended the month of May with the fifth, fifth most walks drawn in the game of baseball. And if you just cut that to the last two weeks of May, they're comfortably first. And it's like double digit cushion between second place. Nonetheless, like the league average or the mean, right? The median, I guess. Right. So not both. So very, very impressive at the plate to get on base Really, they they knocked a lot of starters out of games early. It was a very, very successful month in that regard. Now, the same issues that have plagued them all season didn't really go away in May. They still absolutely stink with runners in scoring position. They still absolutely stink with the bases loaded. 
and they still have one of the lowest slugging percentages in the entire game of baseball. And losing Riley Green is certainly not going to help any of those. We will talk about that a little bit more when we do kind of the June preview. We'll, we'll talk more about how the injuries are going to affect them. But um, for the month of May, we had Erod and Riley Green, and it was a beautiful time. It was beautiful. And, and uh, they obviously Erod came into his own in this month. That was great. He went on a very, very incredibly strong month. One of the best pitchers in the American League. Sucks that we lost him. Uh, for now, some beat writers, I think Evan Petzl uh, interviewed a doctor. And uh, the person, the doctor that he interviewed uh, said that it could be anywhere from 8 to 12 weeks, which is, I mean, that's two to three months. That would be absolutely devastating. So we'll keep an eye on it, but it's very early on. No one really knows the full extent of it. So we'll see what happens. But um yeah, so it, it it was it was a successful month in that regard, but it didn't the, their problems didn't all vanish either. And the Tigers went well over 500 in the month of May. That's a success, right? And they did what we asked them to do going into the season. Right? Going into this season, we said just keep your head above water for the first 6 weeks. And then make some magic happen at the end of May. And that's kind of what they did. Was it pretty? No. It it was not perfectly executed uh, or or anything like that. I think they went two games over 500 in the Nationals-Royals-White Sox stretch. They were one loss away from a 500 record, right? You add a loss and take away a win. Boom, you're at 500. If it wasn't for that Sunday victory against the White Sox, they would have gone 500 in that stretch, which I'm not sure is a failure, but it's also not an overwhelming success either. So I think May gave us a nice glimpse of what this team has the possibility of being. And in my eyes, that is a gritty team, a team with heart, a team that uh, will have the ability to win some games they're not supposed to. Uh, a team that is not going to lose, you know, 95, 100 games. Uh, and a, a team that is, I don't want to call it competitive because I, 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 I'm not even sure they're going to really be able to get over 500, like for a long period of time. But uh, I, I think that they will, they will hang around and they're going to be a sneaky kind of tough team to play, put up tough at bats uh, against good teams. Again, win some games they're not supposed to, but always, not always, also, rather, lose some games they're not supposed to as well just because the talent isn't quite there yet. That's kind of what I expected this team to be when they were at full health. Now, looking ahead, very different. We objectively lost our two best players. There's really no debate about that statement. Erod is comfortably the best starting pitcher on this team. He's the, the most valuable pitcher, period, bullpen included, just because of the amount of innings he gave you as well. And Riley Green was comfortably this team's most valuable uh, hitter uh, on top of that. And they lost both of them for a what seems to be a pretty substantial amount of time. So, May, a successful one. One that I think objectively successful. I really do. I, I think... They, they turned a corner. They, they, again, they, they got hot. They, they showed at their best that they really can hang with teams much better than them. Uh, I, I, I think that this was a successful month, again, uh, until the last two days of it. And when looking ahead, now we have to ask ourselves, how do we repeat that success, A, and B, the biggest question on everyone's mind, 
how do we fill the void that is left by Eduardo Rodriguez and Riley Green? We'll get into that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is really, uh, I say it every time, but they are the definition of clutch. You can snag tickets without the stress at Game Time because you can forget planning months in advance. They have deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll get all the best prices always. And if you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can get images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps, and you're all set. They're sent directly to your phone. You don't have to go through your purse, your wallet, your email, whatever. They are just sent right to you. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, that is create an account, and that is code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. Uh, We'll be back on Monday recapping the series against the Chicago White Sox. We will preview that series at the end of today's show. So uh, talking about June, um. Well, uh, some individuals, I guess, to finish up May and then kind of easily transition into June. Zach McKinstry was absolutely phenomenal in the month of May. And the Tigers really, really need him to honestly, like close to maintain that pace if they want this offense to keep its head above water while Riley Green is hurt. They really need Zach McKinstry to keep doing what he's doing. They really need Akil Badu to continue what he did in the month of May as well, which was a phenomenal month. And then the two X factors in this lineup for the month of June, thanks to Riley Green being out, not thanks to, due to Riley Green being out, the two X factors are obviously, at pretty much every game he's the X factor, Javi Baez, because you never know what you're going to get out of him, and then Spencer Torgelson. And that's fairly Captain Obvious-y, right? Like like those are going to be probably your three and four hitters with Riley Green out for the entire month of June, barring uh, any changes in the lineup. Uh, but Javi Baez, like this would be a really, really good time for him to go on one of his crazy hot stretches that don't make any sense. A really, really good time. Because this team desperately is now... Riley Green had an 1,000 OPS in the month of May. You're now just getting that completely plucked out of your lineup. They They desperately need Javi Baez to go on a heater. And... Spencer Torgelson, whose May was better than June, and his uh, numbers when compared to league average stats in May were better. He was better than league average in the month of May. Still on the season, a 683 OPS, 237 average. His walk numbers are really solid uh, in the month of May. He got off to kind of a slow start and didn't walk very much in April. So he's kind of coming around in that category, but like we really need both of those dudes to step up. We need Torgelson to go on a heater and, and he has yet to really go on a heater at the major league level, like a true, like, Oh my goodness, this dude is on fire. 
we have really yet to see a, a, a multiple like prolonged stretch of that from Torgelson at the major league level. We've seen a lot in the minors. He did it in double A. He did it in triple A. Um, and, and then Javi, we just need because we, we we need the dude we're playing paying whatever twenty million dollars a year uh, to sh- over uh, to show up and and be what we paid him to be and be the leader of this team. Now that the dude that everyone kind of appointed as the leader is going to miss almost assuredly the entire month of June. So those are the two X factors for sure. Everybody else is is kind of a similar conversation than we've been having. Like Nick Maton, yes, like keep trying to hit non-fastballs. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you've heard that from me a million times. Uh, Zach Short, it would be great if you could stay hot. I, I'm not really holding my breath on that one, but it would be awesome if he could still continue giving us productive ABs. Jake Rogers uh, had a pretty decent series that, that just wrapped up against Texas. Hopefully he can go out there and offensively turn it around. But I mean, he gives a lot of value behind the plate. We're not really banking on Jake Rogers to be a great hitter. If your offense is relying on Jake Rogers, that's the offense's fault, not his. Um, Jake Marisnik, I'm not really expecting too much out of him. Like the entire bottom half of this lineup is just full of dudes that you look at and you're like, yeah, I don't, don't really expect too terribly much of the plate out of him. And that's now a problem. And that's the, a direct correlation to your lineup getting a lot thinner. So they're going to need people to step up. And those two X factors specifically, like the, the offense legitimately might live and die with Javi and, and Torkelson this month. Like it doesn't matter if McKinstry and Badu are walking and getting on base. If nobody three through nine in a lineup has the potential to hit them home afterwards. So that's like my biggest thing is just, McKinstry and Badu, I have somewhat faith that they're going to keep walking at a minimum, even if the power goes away or the hits go away. I have confidence that they're going to keep getting on base somehow. And it's all down to the rest of the lineup to actually hit them home. And like this team was awful with runners in scoring position with Riley Green. So not exactly a boat of confidence, but I th- th- there is some faith that at some point Javi has to turn it around because he he just is a roller coaster. And Spencer Torkelson, we're all kind of just waiting for that that explosion to happen that he's done at every level and just hasn't yet done it at the major league level. But still has good batted ball data and whatnot, so we'll see what happens there. And then in June, pitching-wise, more than anything, more than low ERAs, more than, than dominant bullpen, more than whatever, the number one thing you need from pitching, I've said it a million times, you all know what I'm about to say, is... Take the floor away. Exactly. It is innings. You desperately need innings. And I genuinely don't know where you're going to get them from. Um, you know, Reese Olsen, we'll talk about him later. He is He's making his major league debut today, as you're listening to this, on Friday. Uh, he has not gone past the fifth inning in AAA this entire season. And dating back to last year, he only went to he only finished the sixth a, a couple of times. This is not a dude that's been going super deep into ball games in triple A. I don't think it's really fair to expect him to give us a ton of innings and go super deep into ball games at the major league level. We'll talk about his stuff and what what make you know what to expect out of him pitching wise at the end, but like that that doesn't really fix the innings problem. Joey Wentz has been far from reliable uh, as far as innings go. Uh, Alex Fiedo, I, I think, is in a at a point where he is kind of hit or miss. With that, like he, he has shown the ability to go six, which is great that they need him to step up and kind of give that relatively consistently. But uh, he's also shown the ability to go four with, with a 90 pitch count or whatever. So uh, we'll, we'll 
kind of hit or miss there. Michael Lorenzen is going to give you five, and that's something that's that's at least nice, right? You know you're going to get five and 100 pitches probably from Lorenzen. Really, at this point, they can't even afford if he's struggling to pull him. It, like, if, if he's given up four runs in five innings, they can't really afford to be like, well, got to go to the pen here. Like, we, they desperately need innings. I, I cannot stress enough how difficult it's going to be to find those innings and, and to kind of patchwork our way through the month of June. It's going to be really, really, really difficult. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Olsen, Fajardo, Wentz, Lorenzen, Boyd. Boyd has done the opposite of proof that he can go deep into ballgames so far this season. Just consistently four or five inning outings uh, throughout the board. And then his last outing, he finally goes six. They try to send him out there for the seventh and whatever. But if, if he's back to giving you six, that is great. This team really, really needs him to step up and be able to do that. But that's my biggest thing for the pitching. I'm I'm confident in Langan and Foley at the back end of the pen. I'm relatively confident in the other relievers. Not that they're going to be like shut down or anything, but I'm pretty confident in, in knowing what we have in Cisnero and in Holton and in Will Vest. Um, so the, the bullpen I'm not too terribly worried about, but – if we're not getting innings from the starting pitching, we need innings from the bullpen. And Mason Englert has been giving up a lot of home runs this season. And uh, I'm not sure there's a ton of trust in him to give you like three innings if you need it at the moment. And Tyler Alexander certainly has not given that trust this season. In the last two seasons, he's been that guy. This season, he has yet to be. And uh, I don't want to just repeat myself over and over, but... They need to find innings. Uh, what If it's not going to come from the rotation, either Ingler or Alexander are going to have to step up and be reliable, like three, maybe even three plus inning guys out of the pen if they want to make it through this month. So that's the biggest thing I'm looking for on the offensive and the pitching side in the month of June. Uh, we'll get into the schedule of June because that it's not easy. Okay, it's not easy. We'll get into that right after I tell y'all about our friends over at Marg's. This episode is brought to you by Marg's Sparkling Margaritas. Look, you guys know I love a good drink when I'm just trying to, to relax, chill with friends, etc. It's summer margarita season. And uh, I've been trying to find a replacement for like the typical white claws and high noons of the world. And thank goodness I stumbled upon Marg's. They're refreshing Ready-to-drink sparkling margaritas have officially become my go-to cocktail. They're crafted with real Blanco tequila. Margs are clean, crisp, and genuinely taste so good. They've got five unique flavors, so there's something for everyone to enjoy. I love these the most when, again, when I'm kicking back with friends, after work, watching a game, etc. This summer, I just can't wait to pack my water cooler with Margs for backyard barbecues, boat trips, stays at the beach, etc. They are going to be the drink of summer. And Margs are a drink uh, that you can enjoy all summer and are going to be perfect for tailgate season this fall as well. So visit SipMargs.com now to find a real a retailer near you. That's SipMargs, S-I-P-M-A-R-G-S.com to find a re retailer near you. You must be 21 or over to enjoy. Cheers and please drink responsibly. All right, everybody, welcome back. Third and final segment here, Locked On Tigers. 
I appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. Uh, okay, so let's get into the schedule for the month of June, shall we? So you have the Chicago White Sox this weekend. You took three of four from them last weekend, two comeback victories, but still three of four. You have proven that you can beat this baseball team. So I think you should go and do that. I understand you won't have Erod pitching this series. You won't have Riley Green batting third or second in your lineup. Uh, I still think that you should probably be able to beat the Chicago White Sox. Um, we're not going to use the one word with it, but I, I do think that you have proven that it's winnable. And I think more importantly, when looking at the month of June, this is your second easiest series. You play the Royals the 19th through the 21st. Outside of that, I hate to break it to y'all, this is a tough month. We said the same thing in April, uh, but but this is a, a really, really tough month. July is a whole heck of a lot easier, um, but we're not talking about July, are we? We're talking about June. You have the Chicago White Sox, then the Philadelphia Phillies next week, Monday through Wednesday. Day off on Thursday, the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, next weekend, and do not get it twisted. This is not the Arizona Diamondbacks of old that are a 90-100 loss team. This team is young. They are electric. They are fun. They have good pitching. They have incredible speed on the base paths. And they have offense. This is a legitimate team. The Arizona Diamondbacks are, are super legit. This is no longer the, the fun go to the launching pad in Arizona and tee off. This is a good, a darn good ball club. Okay? Then you have the Atlanta Braves after the Diamondbacks, then the Minnesota Twins for the first time all year, a four-game set against them, then your three-game set against the Royals, and then you end the month with the Minnesota Twins again, the Texas Rangers again, and then one game against the Rockies that bleeds over into July when you start a three-game set against them. White Sox, Phillies, Diamondbacks, Braves, Twins, Royals, Twins, Rangers. Does that sound easy? The answer is no. Especially, again, not when you just lost your two best players. So you're going to have to find innings. And from the pitching side, you're going to have to maintain the approach offensively. And you need production out of the middle of your lineup uh, now that one of your best hitters in the middle of your lineup is gone. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. At the time of this recording, I believe they are two games out of first place. In the American League Central, yes, because the Twins beat the uh, Houston Astros on Wednesday night. So, we'll check back in at the uh, on July 1st and see how close we are. But two games out right now, it's a tall task. It's a really, really tall task. And it starts with the Chicago White Sox this weekend. Again, this is a team that, that you've already proven you can beat. I really don't have any like crazy new analysis on the White Sox themselves. We literally just played them. Uh, so I'm not going to add too much to that. But let's, I do want to talk about Reese Olsen. Okay. Reese Olsen's making his major league debut. For those who are unfamiliar with Reese Olsen, he was the prospect we acquired for Daniel Norris when we traded him to the Milwaukee Brewers a couple summers ago. Uh, pretty crazy considering that was half a year of Daniel Norris. We gave up half a year of a struggling Daniel Norris, who at one point was just exclusively coming out of the bullpen, for Reese Olsen, who at one point was a top 10 prospect in the Tigers organization. He was never like a top 100 guy in baseball or anything, but 
Uh, at one point, he was, I think he was like the ninth or tenth prospect in the organization, uh, has slipped a little bit. Well, he kind of goes up and down depending. But um, so what to expect out of Reese Olsen? The stuff is going to play. You're going to look at the stuff and, and uh, you're going to understand why he has been able to have decent strikeout numbers throughout his professional career. Um, he has a pretty lively fastball. There's a little bit of movement to it, which I like. The changeup is is the, the third pitch. And, and we're talking about the third pitch second because my favorite pitch of his we're saving for last. But uh, the, the changeup's really inconsistent. The movement's fine, just the command is really inconsistent. Uh, we'll talk about his command overall in a second as well. And then he has his breaking ball. Some people call it more of a, a, a sweeper. Some people call it more of a uh, a slider. Um, it's it's a little, I think, loopier than like a traditional like power slider. But uh, it's not really like a 12-6 curveball. It's definitely not like a 12-6 curveball either. So I guess sweeper might be the word for it. But I, I'm just going to call it his breaking ball. Uh, has been a big swing and miss pitch at times for him as a professional. Um, the, the big overlying concern with Reese Olsen continues to be command, and it's consistent command. When he is sequencing his pitches well, he's sequencing them well because he is locating them even in the general vicinity that he wants to. And he's able to catch people off guard because his stuff does play. It is nice. You're going to see the movement on and on Friday. And, and I, I uh, unless he just comes out flat and he's nervous or whatever, you're going to understand like, okay, I, I get it. This is good stuff. But um, the, the, the biggest thing that I consistently go back to with him is fastball command. Yes, he doesn't have great command of any of his three pitches. The changeup is, is really uh, massively in question. Some people think he's going to turn into just a two-pitch pitcher. He needs to prove that he can throw that consistently. Fastball command is, is huge for him. Huge for him. When he is locating his fastball where he wants to, he can play off of it. He can play all of his other stuff off of it. And he can even do weak contact and, and swings and misses with it when he is putting it where he wants it because it's such a different uh, velocity and movement than his other two pitches. Like he, he really can use it effectively when he is locating it. Again, this season, his longest outing of the year in AAA so far is five innings. He's not gone past the fifth yet. So, we need command. And if he's hitting his spots, I, I have a general belief that he can be effective. But I, I, I seriously, that is a really big if at the moment. And we'll see, we'll see what he has. I'll, I'm not predicting the future. I'm not saying he's going to suck. I'm not saying he's going to be great. I, I have no idea. I'm just telling you what he has done so far in AAA. His ERA is over six in Toledo this year. But in his last three starts, his ERA is under one and a half. He's made an adjustment. The strikeout numbers are way up. The ERA, the, the earned runs, obviously, that, that's a very low ERA. The runs he's given up are way down. The hits are way down. In his last three outings, the walk numbers are still kind of there. I think he had a four walk outing in one of those. And then the biggest thing in those three outings combined, he threw 14 and a third innings in three starts combined. Five, five, four and a third. So how deep will he go into ball games? How much can you really rely on him to, to give you those innings? We'll see. Uh, the stuff absolutely will play. 
Uh, it's just a big question on what type of command you're going to get on a daily basis and how efficient he can be. We've seen so many times, so many pitchers in this rotation already that have gone, you know, oh, five innings, but you're at the 100 pitch mark. Oh, in the fourth inning, you're at 85 pitches. We've seen that a lot from people not named Erod. So uh, maybe a lot more of that. We'll see. The biggest thing is going to be just keeping runs off the board. And the Chicago, Chicago White Sox have been wildly inconsistent this year. Uh, their offense ha has been struggling. I, I I think that this is a, a decent first test for him. I'm very excited. I don't want to get this uh, skepticism construed with not being excited. I, I do really like Resource, and I think he has a pretty high ceiling still. Uh, it's just a matter of whether he can do everything I just laid out on a semi, even consistent basis at the major league level. So we'll see. Uh, the rest of the weekend is Michael Lorenzen on Saturday and then TBD currently at the time of this recording on Sunday. Whose turn in the rotation would that be? Oh, I guess oh, Erod. I'm going to cry. Olsen, Lorenzen, maybe Fiedo? Regardless, it's not, I don't think it's going to be a surprise. So there you go. Uh, the White Sox are going with... They haven't announced their starter on Friday's game yet. Uh, Dylan Cease will go against Michael Lorenzen on Saturday. And then Michael Kopech will go on Sunday for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, the flamethrower that has been wildly inconsistent in his major league career as well. So we'll see uh, the Tigers. That should be a game where like, the Tigers are able to remove him from the ball game early. You know what I mean? So just with the style that he pitches. Um, anything else? Hope you all have a great weekend, man. Uh, sh weather should be. Beautiful, getting a little warm in the Metro Detroit area. Nice to see. Um, hope everyone, yeah, has a great time. Stays safe, uh, stays hydrated and all that. Peace and love. Uh, nope, not yet. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We'll be back on Monday recapping the Chicago White Sox series. Now that's all I got. Um, yeah, May was good. June is going to be a rocky road, certainly. But I don't think it's completely like non-overcomable because that's super much definitely a word that's not a sentence okay we're gonna wrap it up peace and love going to therapy's dope i will catch y'all on monday baby go tigers dang it i can't find my video i always forget there it is